the Missional Life Podcast, inspiring kingdom-minded believers around the world to live the mission of God in their lives. All right, welcome back to the Missional Life Podcast. Today we are at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention here in Dallas, Texas, and we have the blessing of sitting here with Gabe Perot, and he has an enormous ministry on the web using TikTok, and we are excited to have a conversation. Gabe, welcome to the welcome. show. Thank you, guys. I'm excited to be here. Likewise. Gabe, you know, let's just put it out there. Gabe, tell us what you do. Yeah, so I'm blessed to be able to do TikTok and YouTube. I make, uh, this past year, I did over a thousand videos uh, posted to the account on TikTok and a bunch more on YouTube. And so I preach the gospel in relevant ways, relevant trends, uh, even news topics, or really anything that anybody's interested in. But I love preaching the gospel through those areas. So teaching them the truth of God's word and telling them about the love of God and that God's not mad at them and that Jesus is for them and he's for today. So yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> that's awesome. So would you mind um, taking us back? Like, what was the process like, you know, you're a Bible college graduate. Now you're online. Can you tell us more about just the story of how that, you know, how God brought that to um, your calling, you know, to do? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So a year ago, I was working for a political super PAC, but then COVID happened. So I got laid off. So I found myself and I'd always make, I actually, God was dealing with me before to start up online ministry, but I always made excuses, you know, too busy with school or job or friends or, you know, always finding an excuse. <laughs> But when I got laid off from my job, I literally had nothing. It was just all, you know, all of my apartment, like so many others all across the country. And so I went and got a little new iPhone and I started up TikTok making videos. My friend told me, he said, bro, you need to start TikTok. A lot of people are on it. Um, it's a cool way to, to spread the gospel. And so I said, okay, well, let's see what happens. And so I just started up making videos. And the third video, I almost got half a million views, um, which was crazy. Yeah, a lot of hits. And so. Um, that was really awesome, but I, I was just thinking to myself, how do I, you know, what do I go from here? And so I just started making more videos and just learning how it worked and fast forward a year, a year later and here we are. Wow. So why TikTok? Yeah. So that's such a good question. So I would say the, something cool about TikTok is people get on the app and they're, they're looking for a whole bunch of different stuff, but the way the algorithm works, the algorithm is just how you, which videos you see on your page is it, it can be random, but it also, if you make videos that people watch till the end, you'll, they'll see more of those videos. So you can kind of create videos to reach more people. And thankfully it's free, right? So it didn't cost anything. Um, it was an app that I downloaded on my phone. I just had to learn how to use it. And it reached so many people. I think even now it has 96 million daily active users in the US. So, so many users and they're spending so much time on it, which means there's a greater likelihood that they'll see the videos. So I think of it just like a highway with the most amount of people. You know, it's if you have a restaurant, you'll put your restaurant where the most amount of people are. So if you have a message, you got to go where the people are, too. Not that I'm selling Jesus, but, you know, it's important to go where the people are so they hear about him. Absolutely. You know, when you say the people, who are who would you say is the main demographic? Who are the people that you are reaching? What is who is your target audience or the people that you are ministering to? Yeah, so it's actually mostly young people. So I would say 70 to 90% are actually below the age of 18. So in that range of probably 11 to 12 and then up, up to 18, 19, 20. So it is, it is 95% actually um, kids younger than me. And that's actually the, the, what I have in my heart when I speak, when I make videos. Here, I mean, here on, here on this, I'm, you know, I'm a little bit more, it's more, um, I could say, because the audience is a little bit older. 
Uh, but when I make videos, I make it for a younger generation, just like you would be going to kids' church. You know, you'd speak differently to a 10-year-old than you would a 20-year-old. So I make videos for 14, 15-year-olds. And I think that is why they're able to be successful because I think a lot of 14, 15-year-olds find videos about God. They're not really speaking to them. They're speaking more to older people. So they don't really listen as much. But if they find a video where they can learn about God and it's speaking to their age, it's like, it's perfect. Wow. So listeners, when we live missionally, Gabe is making it so incredibly clear. He's got, you know, he's going to where the people are, which is on TikTok. And he's becoming, you know, just like Paul, you like he became all things to all people. Mm, So true. And so you're going to where they are and you're you're ministering the way that they need to be ministered to. And so many times we overcomplicate ministry. You know, we're we're who do we go to minister to? And we're looking and, you know, so many times it's just looking and seeing who is already around you. Who's who do whose ear do you have already? But, you know, you're reaching. You know, what what is your average what is your average video? How many how many views does that have? Sure. So I'm currently banned on TikTok for a week, actually. Uh-oh. So uh, <laughs> I haven't been able to post that that recent. But a normal video would it can, can get anywhere from I mean at least forty fifty thousand upwards um, toward towards a million. Um, so I would say average a hundred thousand two hundred thousand. Um, and and uh, yeah, it's able to reach a, a lot of people and and see a lot of awesome results. Incredible. So. Tell us, you spoke about being banned. Um, yeah. <laughs> t- I mean, that's a real issue now. Yeah, it is. It is. Sure. What does that look like? What What are the things that caused you to be banned? And what is the process for, for those that are, you know, that might be doing something similar to you? Yeah. You know? So they have these community guidelines, you know, I'm paraphrase. Um, and, and I'm always, you know, my heart is to be wise because I believe as we're wise, the Holy Spirit will help us through different areas. Um, and because we want to be strategic. But I made some videos where I spoke the truth of God's word concerning to, to male and female, concerning how God created us, which shouldn't be controversial, but in today's age, it, it is. So it said they violated community guidelines for hate speech. Um, another post was about a Bible study I was doing in California, and so it was hate speech taken down. Um, so they, they banned me for a week, and I'm not sure. I think I'm close to actually getting the whole account banned, um, but I'm not worried about it because God has my back. So And he's helping me through to be wise, you know. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a real thing and it's sad. It's a bunch of algorithms and, but it's a tool, you know, it's a tool that sometimes will bite you in the back too. So it's, uh, it's tough, but I'm not, I'm definitely not quitting. So, you know, you're saying hundreds of thousands, if not a million views for some of these videos. Um, and you're shooting them on an iPhone. Yeah. Wow. You know, cause so many times I think we overcomplicate ministry, don't we? Yeah, we really do. You know, you, you didn't go out and spend thousands of dollars nope. on equipment. Still haven't. And my heart is actually to never do that until I really need to. Especially for the platform of TikTok, it's people watch it on their phones. They're actually expecting the videos to be made from their phones. So it's a lot less, I would say, production quality, but the actual quality of a video actually isn't in how it looks, it's what it does. So that's what I really learned about TikTok. And I mean, other than the phone I got for it, I haven't really, I don't have, I don't carry around a bunch of cameras or anything like that. I have a few tripods and lighting, but that's about it. Wow. You know, and again, going back to so many times we overcomplicate ministry. Yeah, we do. You know, we want to go out and buy this or we think we need this. And, you know, and so many times we just we just need to get to it. We overthink it. We need to be faithful in what we have now instead of waiting for God to give us more to do something. Absolutely. Well said. So tell us what you know, you talked about your target 
you know, audience, we'll call it that, you know, the people that you minister to, what is the biggest need or what are some of the biggest challenges you're seeing? You know, I'm sure you get lots of different feedback. You get different comments on your video. What are people in that generation Z struggling with the most? Yeah, I'd say they're really struggling with their identity, who they are, because the world will question who they are. The world will even tell them it's good to question who you are. Are you male? Are you female? Are you really saved? Are you not saved? Are you... Are you a Christian? Are you not? Is your faith real? Is it not? And there's so many things they're questioning. And so they need people who are passionate about what they believe in. They're waiting for someone to come along in their life that actually knows what they're talking about. And I don't claim to know everything, but I do know the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ, and I will stand firm on that truth. And so they're looking for people who are passionate, people that believe in, in what they have, and they'll follow them. Um, they want to support something. They want to be behind a cause. And what greater cause than Jesus Christ? Absolutely. Now, do you come from a ministry family, or you know, what's some of the background that you have? Yeah, so my dad is actually a CPA, um, and my mom's a teacher, so my parents weren't um, super uh, into the ministry at all. However, when I was a freshman in high school, my aunt introduced me to a man named Keith Moore. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of him, and um, running the same circles as, as Brother Copeland, and so just a bunch of amazing people. And so I started listening to them on my phone, actually. And uh, just received so much from them about the Word of God, the truth of God's Word, the Holy Spirit, faith in God's Word. And uh, so, yeah, I started learning about that, and that led me out to Texas. Praise God for Texas. <laughs> and where are you from originally? Harrisonburg, Virginia. Harrisonburg. So a little closer to Ohio. Yeah, yeah. We're <laughs> go Ohio. Um, so what college did you go to? Yeah, so Kenneth Copeland Bible College. Okay. Yes, I was there for two years. It was a lot of fun. So, yeah, that Kelly Copeland, the um, amazing guest you just had recently. It's her, her dad's college. So, yeah. Wonderful. Okay. So when, when you're thinking about ministry, you know, what are some of the next steps that you, that you feel like God is calling you into? Sure. Yeah. So I just want to continue to reach young people on their phones and, and keep teaching them truth, um, influencing them in the right direction, giving them clean content that they can watch and teaching them current daily events, how we should view them through the light of God's word. I think it's really important. Um, I, I don't think we should just teach people like just basics of the Bible. I mean, yes, obviously the basics of the Bible, but I think we should really change culture and shift culture because the reality is we're not in church every day and we need to take the church out of the building and bring it to the world. Um, so teaching them how to love one another, how to love their families, how to get their friends saved and how to really just be the people that God has called them to be is what I, what I would just love to keep continuing to do. And I'm doing more in person now, thankfully, praise God. So, um, I've done, done, preached at some churches, some youth groups that have invited me out. It's been a lot of fun. Kids gotten saved. Um, and uh, we've done some Bible studies. Um, people got baptized. So doing more in person and um, also working on a book for next year. So I'm really excited about that. Awesome. Great. You know, as you were talking, the verse that came to mind was, don't merely be hearers of the word, yes. but be doers, doers of the word. So equipping Change. people on how to do that, how it applies, that's so important Amen. and so good. So. That's so true, Amanda. You know, it's kind of funny because most people start a ministry by being in the church. Sure. And they ultimately end up doing social media. And you've kind of done the reverse. You started on social media and now you're going into the church. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are some of the differences that you notice doing, you know, so from social media, going from social media to actually being, you know, face to face? Yeah, well, actually, it's funny because I do social media, but I really love face to face. I think anybody that is on their phones a lot knows that phones are great, but what's even better is that in-person um, 
that connection that you can even have in person. So I think, but doing social media has helped me understand what people want to hear, what people are wanting to learn about God, what people need in their lives. Um, I think a lot of churches maybe struggle with just kind of preaching what they preach and expecting people to want it. When I think it's important that we provide value to the people we preach to, that we don't just stand in front of a pulpit and just talk. You know, it's important that we bring the word of God and, and, and lift Jesus higher and through a light that people would hear and listen to. Do you find that people are more open and transparent when they are online? Or do you find that they are transparent and open equally in person? Oh, I I think for sure online, they're way more. They'd say things online. They'll never tell you face to face. Now, it goes both ways. It can be good, you know, but I think they also say a lot of hate online. Right. That's why we see so much online controversy, Mm. hate and just things happening that wouldn't happen in person. Sure. You know, one of the arguments and one of the things I've heard about Generation Z, you know, and, you know, even other generations, too, but particularly Generation Z, that is that they prefer just kind of non non human communication in the sense that they like being just remote, just Mm -hmm. on the phone message. They don't like the person to person contact. What do you say to that? I would say I would say that that's an assumption. I, I think actually we do like person to person. I will say a lot have struggled with social anxiety, sadly, and their social skills aren't very good. <laughs> I'm just being honest, you know. Um, and so their social skills need to be improved. But I think at least my friends and even those younger than me, when you talk to them, they want to hang out with their friends. They want to go out and do stuff. It's just they've been such at home, especially during the pandemic, that they haven't had those opportunities. So I think... And also, I, I do believe, actually, the reason that they're on their phones is because they're, they're lacking good in-person relationships, whether it's a broken home uh, life or anything like that. So they're just trying to connect to people on their phone. They're trying to have a fun time. Um, they just don't really have that in person, so they go seek it on the phone. Would you say that they're crying out for a connection or crying Absolutely. out for Really? Yeah, they really are, 100%, because, I mean, they're missing out. I mean, the kids don't talk to their neighbors anymore. They don't go play outside. They're just, they're at home all day. So they need, they are desperately seeking for a power. And whatever it is that looks like, we know the most powerful one, Jesus Christ. And so that's why it's, I think it's really important to be at least be on the digital space. I mean, whether you think social media is a good or bad thing, we, we have to be on it because it's where the people are. It's like saying, you know, I don't... Uh, Planes are, are are dangerous or planes are evil. Planes in and of themselves are just a tool, right? You know, you know. there's a lot of bad things that are carried on a plane, you know, just like a car. There's drugs that are carried on a car. That doesn't make the car bad. It just means the car is a tool being used for bad purposes, but it can also be used for good, as we know. Absolutely. You know, we've also heard that it's kind of hard to reach Generation Z with the gospel. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think you're uniquely equipped in, in a different way that, you know, you said, how old are you? I'm 20. You're 20. So, you know, you already kind of command the respect because you're one of them, so to speak. Um, But for somebody who is, you know, 25, 30, 35, 40, 50, 60, what what would you say we're doing wrong? What are people doing wrong when communicating with Generation Z? Well, I would say the main thing is actually be okay with being yourself. So to us, the most important thing to us is authenticity. We love when someone is just okay with being them. Right. And so I, a lot of older people like youth pastors, 40, 50 year old youth pastors will look at the new shoes, the glasses, uh, the skinny jeans, the, you know, the long T-shirts. But when we kind of look at that. We're like, what are you doing? Like, it's just, it doesn't come off genuine. It comes off just kind of like a 
like uh, unfeignedness, you know, just a, um, so I think, I think just being, just being okay with being yourself, having a fun time, not everything needs to be so serious. You know, I don't think, I don't think God is such a serious God that he never laughs. We know that he, he laughs. We know he has a fun time. So, and our generation, we want to have fun. You know, church shouldn't be boring. You know, our relationship with God shouldn't be boring. It should be extremely exciting. So I think just being okay with having fun with kids and not always like preaching to them too. I think, I think actually preaching is like, should be done in a minority when it comes to our relationships with people in person. Um, digital is a little bit different because they go to it for the preaching. But I would just say if you have a son or daughter or anybody in your life that's younger, just, just be there in their life, have fun, be yourself, and they'll respect that for sure. Wow. And what do you think, you know, when you look around and that, um, you know, I, I understand authenticity, but if you look around at other good communicators, people that are reaching that generation that are 35, 40, 50, you know, what do you notice and what do you think they are doing correctly other than being authentic? How are, what do you think they, what is unique to them that they're reaching that generation? Yeah, that's a good point. I would say they're, they're authentic and they are engaging and whether engage, I mean, engaging can be another word for entertaining, but captivating your attention. Mike Todd does an amazing job with his sermons, bringing on props, talking the language of our generation um, that, I mean, he's really respectable. And so I think it's just being adaptable too, right? If another, if a new trend comes in, being okay with it, you know, obviously I clean, you know, you don't have to, don't compromise your integrity to follow a trend, but if a trend is clean, go with it. It's okay. Um, so I think just speaking the language helps too. Um, but being yourself and, and just being captivating, knowing not to speak about things that aren't, aren't capturing people's attention. Language of our generation. I like that. Can you go dig, dig deeper on that? Sure. What is language of generation Z? Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, for one, if I got here and I said, well, this interview is lit, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it'd be a true thing to say. Now, some people would be like, oh no, is it on fire? No, no, no. It's, it's exciting, right? It's lit or, um, there's just a whole bunch of different words. You know, uh, if you say something really good, you know, the person's okay, period, you know? So I don't know. There's just a, I, I wish I had a dictionary for you, but <laughs> is, it there, is there a gen, you know, generation Z language.com, you know, there, maybe is, someone needs to make, maybe, it. I don't maybe know. Th- I have might be your next thing. It's, it's kind of like trial by fire. You kind of just need to put yourself in it and, and <laughs> make mistakes. And, but no, I don't think, I think it depends. I think it, you don't have to like 100% speak that, but I do think it is important to throw in some things, you know, make, make, make them know that they, that you, they're cared for and that like you can, you can kind of like be to them what they are. You brought up a good point. Paul said to all men, I what um, that scripture says to all men, I, I was them or to the Greek. I was Greek to the Jew. I was a Jew to, you know, to whoever it is. So with generation Z, we were Gen Z, you know? So it's something that like I, I identify with you, which I think is a good relational skill too, to care for others, you know, if, like you're from Ohio for me to know, oh, Virginia is close to Ohio and, and to care about Ohio because you're from there. You know, I think that's important. So, Absolutely. What about having you? You mentioned Gen Z likes to have fun. Oh yeah, for sure, hundred percent. How do you do? You play? Do you play board games? Do you? You know? How do you have fun? I would I'm say, joking. I would say you, honestly, we yeah, we love we roasting. Fun? We love roasting. So like my way of actually loving my friends, I roast them all the time. I, you know, like I have fun so with them. You like skew them and you cook them on fire. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> we put them on the bonfire and then it gets even even <laughs> wow. hotter. Wow, so. wow, this is interesting. I yeah, for sure. And you add a little seasoning, a little salt and pepper, even better. <laughs> cook them right up. 
So what? Tell me, roast. Describe roasting for those of us who don't know. Well, yeah, it's just it's making light of of a friend or like what they're wearing or it, it, it's like um, playing with them in a in a in a good way and putting irony in certain situations and just just making fun of whatever situation that you're in instead of taking it so serious. For example, I was on an airplane the other day for like a seven hour delay. And there's so many people on that plane that were so angry, you know, they're fuming and I'm just sitting here vibing, you know, just having a good time making jokes. I'm like, well, 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 we get to spend a lot of time in Fort Worth today, guys. You know, just, I don't know, just, <laughs> you know, just making jokes to the pilots. Like you guys going to leave too? Cause you know, they, they switched out. I don't know. Just, just, it's kind of like a situational thing too. Sure. Yeah. But. Let me ask you this. You know, you talk about roasting and you're kind of joking, making light. And I think you and I both get this, but at the same time, you can also, you know, I wonder at what point can roasting cross over into sure. bullying? Sure. You know, because that's also a big, big term oh, nowadays. And is, is, is there a line or can people yeah. go too far yeah. into this huge issue of bullying now? For sure. I think it all depends on who the person is to you and the heart behind it. For me, you know, if, if I, if I roast someone, they're my friend, right? So mm-hmm. they know I care for them. They know mm-hmm. I'm not doing it out of malice or bad intent. I don't think we should roast people online that we don't know, mm. um, with, that we don't have a relationship with. Mm. So when it comes to online, I think it is important to show kindness and, and, and have a good time. And even if we do roast someone, it's important to show like we're, we're that, that connection that we really care for them, that it's just a joke, that it's not, it's not serious. However, if we know that someone gets hurt by something that we say, it's important, you know, to not say it. So, but also it's important not to be offended too. So, mm. you know, I mean the truth about bullying to hit you straight, if someone is struggling with being bullied, one, it's, it's not good whoever's being mean to them, but two, it, it's actually somewhat of their responsibility to not let it get to them. And I'm not talking about physical, but at least with um, with words, you know, the Bible says, let not your heart be offended. You know what I mean? And Jesus said, you know, to, that that it's our choice whether or not we let words affect us. Um, that's a hard, re- I mean, that's just the truth. I'm going to hit you straight with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. I think that's a good word for anybody. It really is. You, it, it is your choice whether you are offended or not. It is your choice whether you're hurt or not. Because the reality is, if you want to get hurt, you can get hurt every day. If you want to, if you want to be the victim of a bully, you could be a victim every single day, or you can be a victor. Your choice. Amen. What does God lead us into? He chooses. He He leads us in victory. Victory, not vic, not vic, victim. Yeah, He doesn't. He doesn't want to make us victim. He wants to make us victors. So true. And when we follow him, when we do his word, when we listen to what he has and his will for us, yes, we're victors. Absolutely. And you're a victor and you're living in victory and you're, you know, you're experiencing that in your life. Yep. You know, what, what would you say, you know, how do we begin to, you know, we think about victory. We talk, it's kind of a battle term, mm. right? It's, and when sure. we think about kind of the cultural war that's going on right now, the, you know, we, we see, you know, Extreme good, extreme evil. I mean, it, it's not hard to see. Yeah. How do we, as Christians, begin to champion the airways? How do we begin to uh, experience victory in our ministries and in our businesses? What do you What do you think the way forward is for for this this time and place? Sure. In John two, when Jesus performed the miracle of the wedding of Cana, uh, his his mother said to the servants, he said, she said, whatever he says to you, do it. And I believe that is the that is the key to miracles is we must hear God's voice and do just what he says. Nothing different. Um, when we go out on our own ideas, on our own whim, it's not going to work because his grace isn't there. But when we do what he says, that is when the miracle happens. So, I mean, that that is how we're going to shift this culture is is hearing from God and doing what he says and not being afraid to fail. 
what kind? Let's be you know. Let's be real. Let's be you know. Like, do you ever have comments that that you're tempted to take offense at? Oh, hate. Oh no, I never get hate. It's just it <laughs> never happens. Hate. And never no. get banned from anything. No, right. never. <laughs> not a single bit. Everyone is lovey dovey on the internet. They just. <laughs> Everyone just totally supports what you do. Uh, uh, <laughs> wow, that's amazing. <laughs> we, you need to start a, a class. Because, yeah. <laughs> no, there's no, there's definitely a lot. Um, to be honest with you, I just, I mean, a comment is it, just a comment. That's exactly what it is. Also, if someone has such an amount of time that they want to take their fingers and type a, a sentence for my video, it's actually love. So there's no such thing as bad press if it's for something that you say. If it, it more, if you are morally doing the right thing and you get bad press about it, it's not bad. It's good. It's uh, their attention is the value of the world that we live in. So if someone's giving me attention, even though they hate what I'm doing, they're still watching. So mm. it, it doesn't. That's how I view it, really. So every comment that's a hate comment, I'm like, wow, you commented on my video. You actually helped the video get more people. So awesome. Let me ask you this though. You know, I think so many times there's that temptation to to chime back in. Oh, to, sure. To respond. Sure. 100%. And, you know, what is that process for you? You know, I, I'm sure there's many times where you just kind of turn the other cheek. Are there ever times that you kind of maybe pray about it and you feel like you should respond or that you have responded to some of those comments that were more in a kind of fashion in a negative tone? Yeah, I would say at, when I first started this out, I actually would respond to a lot of comments. Now I just I actually don't think it's worth my time. Um, and that's not to say I don't care for the people that are commenting. I do. I just don't think that that discourse, that realm of, of discussion is, is valuable. I think it's actually more petty. So I think when people comment on a video, they're just trying to get their um, petty way about it. And so for me to comment back would be almost like going down to, to that level. You know, it's just not worth it. My time is much better spent making another video, <laughs> reaching more people. Amen. I love how, you know, you, you value your time. You know, what is most efficient? What's going to be the most effective way of reaching this generation? You know, we were talking with someone earlier as a guest on our show, and he mentioned, you know, our, our show is about living missionally and yeah. reaching people. And, you know, when we think missionary, we think about, oh, that person's called to Africa or that person's called to Europe or Asia or whatever. And, you know, he pointed out that, like we kind of think location in terms of missions, sure. but the internet is also a location. Absolutely. We kind of think countries, but the internet is, is a whole other place that we've yes. never really thought as a missionary field before. It's the biggest mission field. It is a hundred percent the biggest mission field. If you get on a plane, you'll spend thousands of dollars to go to, I don't know, whatever country it is, but the likelihood of you reaching the same amount of people and much more is way greater on the internet. And it, you can do it at a cheaper cost too. So I really believe it's just way more efficient. Now, that doesn't discount in-person meetings. Those are very valuable. In-person evangelism is valuable. But also, digital is, is, is a way to reach a lot of people. Even when you go to in-person events, what are people doing? They're on their phones. So to me, it's just a representation of of the shift. You know, we got to go where people are, and we got to be okay with it. So, yeah, Absolutely. I love that. It's such a that's such a Jesus thing. You know, we go where the people are. Go go where oh, the people that sure. are that need to hear the message are, and then share it. For sure. Wow, I love that. For somebody who wants to be missional or a missionary in this digital space on the internet, for somebody who's like, man, like I have God speaking to me. I want to I want to go reach people on the internet. What would be some kind of like first steps that you would give to somebody like that? Sorry, just it was just yawned. Anyway, no. Anyways, um, 
I would say first step is take out your phone and start recording. Mm. Start get on the app and watch other videos. See what is working for other people and and emulate that. Not copy word for word, but be okay with with following what it works for others. Um, and just start making videos and see what works. See what works for you. Figure out what God has called you to do. Ask God. Pray about it. What is your unique in the business world? They'll say USP unique selling point. But for ministry, what is your unique vision calling? What specifically has God called you to do? What has He called you to talk about? And then talk about it, man. And what? A, so now they've started it. They're recording the videos. How do they grow their audience? Yeah. So there's a lot of different things they can do but i mean the best way to grow your audience is is keep making more videos that are that are trending that are doing well that address value and give value to people i would say know that people's attention spans are really short so don't talk for a long stop long period of times um capture their attention quickly first three seconds are the most important part of the video give them the reason why they want to watch the video now whether that's saying at the end of this video i'm going to give you guys a story of how you know blah blah, blah or or if you struggle with addictions watch till the end of this video whatever it is you got to get hook them in um, at least with TikTok and YouTube as well. Um, so the hook is super, super important. And just honestly, like it, it, you'll just learn as you go and you'll learn what works. And it, even if it doesn't work, um, I would say if God calls you to do it, then he'll, he'll help you through it. How long is too long and how short is too short? Yeah. Well, it depends on which platform. TikTok videos range from 15 to 60 seconds. They do have some three minute videos now, but it's mostly like very short videos. So I would say, however long you can you can really keep people's attention so um how would you if you watch your own video could you watch it till the end that's what i ask myself a lot could i watch this video till the end so you just got to keep capturing people's attention um keep engaging topics and and speak quickly or edit quickly is what i would say so you know we think about facebook lives we think about you know you kind of broadcasting on youtube what do you think about tiktok are you doing you're saying doing it live or you're also mentioning editing what is, what's the best way to do that so yeah you can live stream on tiktok uh i i would say videos though are, are going to be your best thing to reach a lot of people um a lot of people don't really watch live streams like in full because they're really long and like, again people don't really have that attention span but i would say videos edited are still the best way so you create your content you edit it and then you post on the it. app yep and then do you ever do paid trafficking or paid paid marketing to nope. increase your audience nope. I think organic is the best way to go, and I actually would suggest someone never never pay for traffic. Um, if you make good videos, they'll get out to the more people, and the algorithm will help support it, and it's free. So Now, you know, Facebook has tags. You know, you tag somebody, you tag this or that. Sure. Um, is, there, is there something like that for TikTok? So TikTok has hashtags that uh, you can use. A video doesn't necessarily blow up because of a hashtag. It's good to put a few hashtags relevant to the topic of the video that you've made. But the most important thing about a video is that people are able to watch it till the end and it's engaging with the viewer. So that's that's the highest scoring, you know, kind of thing. Is for the making sure yeah. th- for the algorithm is that absolutely. people watch to the end. To the end. Yep. Absolutely. That's watch the average sauce. watch time. Yep. Awesome. Wow. Gabe, what an honor to spend some time with you today. Yes, likewise. You know, for th- what would be your kind of final, you know, thoughts for people who are trying to reach Generation Z? You know, what would you say to people? Um, th- what would you encourage them? Yeah, I would, I would just encourage them to not be afraid to put yourself out there. Don't be, f- don't be afraid of their opinion of you. Just be yourself. And don't be afraid to follow trends and do what other people are doing too, but in your own unique way. Be you. Yep. Amen. Absolutely. Period. Period. Gabe, <laughs> okay. what an honor. Thank you so much mm-hmm. for being on the Thank show. You. Thank you, guys. Blessings.